0: I don't know about you, but one of the things that I am very good at is starting a job and not finishing it. I can go to do some washing and I can put the washing machine, the stuff in the washing machine in the morning and I can turn the washing machine on and completely forget about it until the next day when it needs rewashed. Maybe you're like me. Maybe you're good at starting things and not finishing them. I wonder how many half-read books you have on your bookshelves. I wonder if I was to go into your garage or into your roof space, how many half-finished projects would I find there? Maybe you've got half-built model planes, or half-knitted jumpers, or half-restored cars. Maybe you've got a load of exercise equipment that's only been half-used. But maybe you're like me. Maybe you are an expert and half-finishing a job that you've got to do. Life is filled with unfinished projects. And life is also filled with unfinished payments. Maybe just now you're like me and paying off a mortgage, still to be paid off. Maybe you're paying off a car, maybe you're paying off a credit card. But life is filled with unfinished projects and unfinished payments. Jesus Christ though, Jesus Christ did not leave the great project of his life unfinished. He did what he came to do. And on the cross, the final words that he cried were these, it is finished it's done it's completed the task that I came to do the the thing that I came to earth for I've done it I've finished it but what was that project why was Jesus here what did he come to earth to do there's a lot of ideas about why Jesus was here some people think that God sent him as a prophet to give a message. Some people think that God sent him as an example to follow. And there are two reasons why Jesus was here. But that was not his mission. That was not the main reason why he came. No, over and over again, the Bible makes it very clear why Christ came. Luke tells us this, the Son of Man came to seek And to save the lost. Paul, writing to Timothy, puts it this way Christ came into the world to save sinners. John writes it like this Jesus came to take away our sins. That's why he came. That was his mission. That's why he was here. Jesus Christ was here. To make a way for sinful people to be saved, for rebels to be rescued, rebels like us. The very first man, Adam, he sinned in the Garden of Eden. And ever since he sinned, everyone who has come after him has sinned as well. We're all sinners, we're born as sinners. We act as sinners. We're all sinful people. We say no to God. We go our way, not his way. We make ourselves the God of our own life. And this is a problem. This is a big problem. Because whenever we say no to God, whenever we rebel against God, our relationship with God is broken. We are distanced from him. We are separated from him. And we will receive the punishment from him that we deserve. When we rebel against the king. We can expect to be crushed by him. Since Adam came. Everyone who has ever lived. Has been in rebellion against God. Cut off from God. And is in line to be punished by God. This is terrible news. But God had a plan. God had a plan. A marvelous plan. A plan of rescue. A plan of salvation. A plan to save people from the punishment they deserved. A plan to set people free from the sin that they were in bondage to. A plan to restore people into a relationship with him. And the plan was to send his son. The plan was that God the son would take on flesh and become a man and live a perfect life, a life that we couldn't live. And that perfect man was going to die. He was going to die a sinner's death. He was going to take the wrath and the punishment that sinful people deserved so that anyone who trusts in him, anyone who relies on him can be forgiven and saved and restored. Why was Jesus here? He was here to carry our sins Into his death, so that we wouldn't carry them into ours. He was here to carry our sins into his death, so that we wouldn't have to carry them into ours. Jesus came to rescue rebels, rebels like you, rebels like me. He came to save sinners. Sinners like you and sinners like me. And so on Good Friday, when Jesus cried out in victory, it is finished. He was saying it's done. The work that I came to do is done. I have borne the sin of the world on my shoulders. I have taken upon myself the sin of everyone who will trust in me. I've taken the wrath that sinful people deserve. I've done it all. I've completed my mission. I've done what I came to do. When Christ shouted, It is finished, it was a cry of victory. A cry of triumph. The sinless one had taken the sin of everyone who would trust in him. Rebels could now be reconciled to God. But he was also saying something else. He wasn't just saying everything has been done. He was also saying there's nothing else left to do. That term, it is finished, it's, it's one word in the original language. And what it means is it means paid in full. This word that Jesus used on the cross, it was used in the world of finance. If you'd taken a loan, once you'd paid it off, the person who, you lent, who lent you the money, they would say, it is finished. It's done. There's nothing else you need to do now. You, it has all been paid. Nothing more needs to be done. It's like getting a stamp on the receipt of your loan to say, paid in full, no more needs to be paid. And when Jesus said, it's finished on the cross, that's what he was saying. It's paid in full, no more needs to be done. No more needs to be added. Nothing else is needed. I have done enough. I have done it all. I have paid it in full absolutely and completely and utterly. Tonight as we gather here, remember this good news because this really is good news nothing else needs to be done jesus has done everything tonight for your sin to be forgiven completely and utterly and totally on the cross jesus did everything that was needed for you to be reconciled to god On the cross, Jesus was forsaken so that you who trust in him will never be forsaken. On the cross, Jesus was punished so that you who trust in him will never be punished for the sin you deserve to be punished for. On the cross, Jesus carried your sin, all of it, your past sin, your present sin, Your future sin. He took it all upon himself. And he carried it all into his death. So that you will carry none of it. Not one ounce of it. Into yours. He faced the wrath of God. So we could have mercy. Tonight. We're going to eat the Lord's Supper together. We're going to take the bread. We're going to take the wine. It reminds us of his body broken for us. It reminds us of his blood shed for us. And tonight as you come to do that, I want you to do one thing. Delight in what Jesus has done for you. Delight that his body broken and his blood shed has earned your salvation for you. Delight tonight that he has done it all and there's nothing left for you to do. Delight yourself tonight in his finished work. Tonight, do not wallow in your sins. Do not come to the Lord's table thinking about your sin and what a terrible person you are. No, tonight delight in Christ. Delight that you have an all-sufficient Savior. Tonight as you come to take the Lord's Supper, don't look inward at your feelings, but look in amazement at his finished work. Tonight don't look inside yourself and say, I must do better but look up to the cross and remember that he has done it all. Good Friday, it's not a time for replaying our faults and our failures over and over again. Good Friday is a time to look at Christ. Good Friday is a time to rest and to rejoice. In his finished work. Jesus said. It is finished. And it is. Tonight maybe you're here. And you've decided to come in. And you're not a Christian. Tonight maybe you're here. And you have not trusted in Jesus as your forgiver. Forgiver. Tonight maybe you're here and you're not relying on his finished work for you, but you're relying on your own effort. If that's you tonight, you're invited to trust in Christ. If that's you tonight, you're invited to lean on him, to trust in what he has done for you, to trust in his finished work for you. Tonight, you can trust Christ to carry your sin into his death so that you don't have to carry it into yours. Tonight, if you're not trusting Jesus for eternal life, tonight, if you're not relying on the suffering Savior to save you, what's stopping you? What's stopping you? Don't let it stop you tonight. Trust him tonight. Rely on him tonight. Let his cross be for you. Let his death be for you. It is finished. It is finished. Tonight, trust his finished work. the hymn writer says this, Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock we stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Tonight, let's lean on him. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus Christ, today of all days, we are reminded of just how much we owe you, how great a price you were willing to pay to give us the gift of life. Today of all days, we're reminded of what it costs you to free us from sin's punishment and power. In light of this, Lord Jesus, Forgive us for giving you so little in return. Lord Jesus, today of all days, we're reminded how you strayed true to your calling despite every attempt by Satan to stop you from it. We're reminded how you resolutely set out for the cross and let nothing stop you from hanging on it for us. Lord Jesus, forgive us that so often as your disciples we take the path of least resistance. Lord Jesus, today of all days we're reminded of how you stayed true to those who were to feel you. We're reminded of how you were concerned for your disciples' safety rather than your own. Lord Jesus, in light of this forgive us for so readily putting ourselves above others. Lord Jesus today of all days we are reminded of how you loved us so much that you died for us we are reminded of how incredibly vast your love for us is in light of this Lord Jesus forgive us for loving you so little in return Lord Jesus We thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to remember the cross on which you died. The blood that you shed. The life you gave. And the victory cry you cried. It is finished. Lord Jesus, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for carrying our sin into your death so we do not have to carry it into ours. As we come to the table in a moment, help us to delight in your finished work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.